0: Excuse me, can we stop the music for you so I can begin?
1: Can I please begin
0: three Louise?
1: Go ahead, Sister Helena.
0: Knocked off my tummy now.
2: It'll be okay.
3: Good afternoon, everyone, and good evening to others. This is your call to worship for the third Saturday in December. Today is December the 19th, 2020. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and I bring you a welcome on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. It's indeed an honor and a privilege to greet you once again today We say, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs, and know that he is the Lord, our God. Together, God is holy, he is pure, and he is righteous. Again, we welcome our regular listeners and visitors, and for any first-time visitors, We send you a special greeting, a special greeting of warmth, a heartfelt greeting, and we say welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, we would like to share with you our serving team, which will consist of Pastor Millicent Black. And our preach word today will be offered by Pastors Terrence and Pam Wilson, and we ask the Holy Spirit to fall fresh on them today as they deliver a word of, of hope and encouragement to us. Elder Carolyn Cunningham serves as our worship leader, and she will lead us in our invocation and our invitation to giving. Brother Bob, Pierce serves as our talk show manager and moderator, assisted by Sister Cheryl Miller-Harvey. Sister Helena Thompson is our worship service music leader, and she prepares all of the beautiful music that you hear before worship and during worship. Today, Sister Loretta Marley will lead us to the throne of grace during altar prayer, and Elder Carolyn will lead us in our invitation to discipleship I do believe we have an Advent reading today by Sister Jack Dominich, and we pray blessings over everyone that's participating during worship today. Just briefly, our announcements, we do say happy birthday to all of the December, uh, all of those who were born in December that celebrated birthdays last week, and will celebrate this mm-hmm. coming week. Happy birthday to you all. No. Uh, uh this coming wednesday i believe our our bible study is suspended this wednesday in preparation for our um, christmas eve candlelight service that is being planned for december the 24th that's at 6 p.m eastern standard time and sister cheryl miller harvey is preparing a beautiful uh candlelight service for us. So we invite you to uh, participate. Also, we will be offering uh, celebrating the Lord's Supper during that particular candlelight service, so please be prepared with your elements. We will also ask that you come with uh, preferably a battery-operated candle so you can uh, join in when we have the candlelighting portion of the service just for your own Safety and this uh, Thursday, the next generation worship uh, excuse me, support group ministry will be uh, suspended. Now, also, please mark on your calendars and be looking to uh, participate on starting January the 6th, the chronological Bible study that will be uh, facilitated by Pastor Millicent. Minister Juanita and Sister Cheryl. Now, I believe that concludes all of our announcements for uh, the coming week. And now we will go higher in our worship service, and we ask the Holy Spirit to ready our hearts and our minds as we put behind us everything that has uh, perhaps troubled us this day and that we come thinking on God, our Heavenly Father, and all he has done for us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we invite the Holy Spirit right now to come and direct us in our worship and our music and our prayers and our praise and our reading of the Holy Word and uh, on the preached Word. We ask him to flow freely and uh, release everything that he has prepared for us unto us. So we thank uh, God this day. After we have an opening song, uh, Elder Carolyn will come and lead us through the rest of the service. And we say, please be blessed in worship today.
4: Amen, amen. Today we honor the fourth Sunday of Advent, which focuses on love, that is, God's love for us. The scripture reading today is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 56. The angel Gabriel comes to Mary. Six months after Elizabeth had become pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee. The angel went to a virgin promised in marriage to a descendant of David named Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel entered her home, he greeted her and said, You are favored by the Lord. The Lord is with you. She was startled by what the angel said and tried to figure out what this greeting meant. The angel told her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will become pregnant, give birth to a son, and name him Jesus. He will be a great man and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. Your son will be king of Jacob's people forever, and his kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be? I've never known a man. The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy Child developing inside you will be called the Son of God. Elizabeth, your relative, is six months pregnant with a son in her old age. People said she couldn't have a child, but nothing is impossible for God. Mary answered, I am the Lord's servant. Let everything you've said happen to me. Then the angel left her. Soon afterward, Mary hurried to a city in the mountain region of Judah. She entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard the greeting, she felt the baby kick. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She said in a loud voice, You are the most blessed of all women, and blessed is the child that you will have. I feel blessed that the mother of my Lord is visiting me. As soon as I heard your greeting, I felt the baby jump for joy. You are blessed for believing that the Lord would keep his promise to you. Mary said, my soul praises the Lord's greatness. My spirit finds its joy in God, my Savior, because he has looked favorably on me, his humble servant. From now on, all people will call me blessed because the Almighty has done great things to me. His name is holy for those who fear him. His mercy lasts throughout every generation. He displayed his mighty power. He scattered those who think too highly of themselves. He pulled strong rulers from their thrones. He honored humble people. He fixed the people with good food. He sent rich people away with nothing. He remembered to help his servant Israel forever. This is the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back home. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, as we prepare for the birth of your son Jesus, help us to rejoice in our new lives born in him. Let us not be saddened by our many trials and tribulations in our earthly existence, but instead let us rejoice in how you saved us from eternal peril through your gift of the Christ child. Let us receive the depth of your love, Lord, this Christmas season and every day for the rest of our lives.
5: Amen.
4: Amen. 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 Now let's listen to a praise and worship song as we prepare to hear the altar prayer, which will be offered by Sister Loretta. Uh-huh.
6: Amen. Amen. Can you hear me? Thank you. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I've never heard that song before, Lord. I love that song. May you receive the honor that you're due. Oh, Lord, we bring an offering to you. And, Lord, I've heard that poem that says um, about asking you what can we give you and we search for our belongings and everything we have and what can we give to you and you gently and silently say within our hearts that what i want from you is you and that's the gift you want from us lord as we celebrate your birth this season this holy season and Lord, the, them singing about the skies of Bethlehem and the star appearing. And Lord, we saw that in a published article this week that the star of Bethlehem is going to appear again for the first time in 800 years. And Lord, you said that you would give signs in the heavens. And Lord, we just take that as a sign of hope and grace and peace and joy and comfort for our world, which just seems to be in so much turmoil now and what we're going through. Lord, you are so special. We see you in everything. We, we, You speak to us in different ways. And like you said in your word, signs in the heavens, the, the sun and the moon and the stars are for signs in the heavens, and we thank you for that. Lord, we even see in some of the Christmas shows how there's elements of faith and prayer and God, even the cartoons from long ago when we were children, Lord, that they made sure to include uh, the Christmas story in them, Lord, and that's less and less and less as we go on today. Lord, help us with enjoying this season of celebrating your birth. Help us to look and expect joy and blessings. As we read Luke 2, the Christmas story, and we decorate with whatever we have, even if it's hum, humble, Lord, We even if we have to make something, the Star of Bethlehem and hang it in the window, Lord, or help us to be giving and give something to someone meaningful, Lord. It's something that we make, Lord, even if we go to the thrift store or goodwill store, Lord, let it be our determination to celebrate your birth. And to share love and joy with each person and just to decorate our homes lord not just because of the commercialism of christmas but surely because of the aspect that you were born and it's the miracle of the incarnation and lord you are everything to us it's those miracles surrounding christmas and Mary prophesying and Zechariah's prophesying and the miracle birth of John and the miracle birth of Jesus, Lord. It's so wonderful. Father, help us to just maybe write a poem or a prayer that we could pour out our hearts to you and give it to you as a gift. And if it stirs your heart and it stirs our heart, Lord, it could stir others' hearts. Father, work through us to touch hearts and to cheer souls and to bless lives. Help us to watch for you and see you and know that we are not alone. Father, help us to be determined to celebrate your birth, inclined to worship. Nothing is done accidentally, Lord, if that's one thing I have learned amongst many things, that it has to be on purpose. It has to be deliberate. It has to be intentional. Let us intentionally look for you. Let us intentionally worship you. Let us intentionally use our creativity to make something for someone or write something to you or sing a song to someone or listen to the carols of Christmas and see the gospel story, Lord. And I was struck, Lord, this past season, these last couple weeks about these Christmas stories and Christmas cartoons, how much of of you there was in there, Lord, of scriptures and, and a a little prayer and the manger scene and uh, about the gospel, Lord Jesus coming to this earth as a baby and Lord, I saw it in the little drummer boy and the little boy bringing his gift and his offering to Jesus, even though that was a story, Lord, it's not scripture, but he came and he offered his his gift to the Lord, and he played his drum, and Jesus smiled at him, and the Christmas carol, Lord, where he changed, and he became a new man when the angels came and showed him himself, and he had a, a rebirth, Lord, and he came to uh, just be able to serve mankind and love you, Lord, and Lord, even the Grinch that stole Christmas, he stole Christmas away from the Who's and Whoville, and they still celebrated because they knew the true meaning. And Lord, yes, you can talk to us through the angels, through songs, through nature, through people, through circumstances, and of course the scriptures. And yes, even the Charlie Brown Christmas special, Lord, where Linus told Charlie Brown, The Luke 2, he quoted that to him, that classic Christmas story in Luke 2 about the birth of Jesus. And, Lord, you even told us to become as little children. And your word says unless we become as little children, we cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So, Lord, help us to just look for you in everything because you're there. And, Lord, if we look for you, we'll see you. And if we listen for you, you're going to talk to us, Lord. There's so much natural, even as we walk supernaturally, Lord, as supernatural creatures through this world in this season, that we can see you in TV shows and hear you in music and look at the lights on the street. And, Father, let us just squeeze every bit of Christmas out of Christmas this year and be comforted and encouraged and upheld and just delighted in you lord and lord one of my favorite things is the lights at christmas and just lights all the time lord whether it's a beautiful lamp or just warm golden glow of the light the sun we're always happier on a sunnier day lord and just the twinkling lights on a Christmas tree or even on someone's window or out on the street lamp. Lord, the Christmas lights. Father, we love lights because we know you are the light of the world, and we know you told us we are the light of the world. And you said that when we are with you in heaven and this is no more and we are in glory with you, there will be no need of the sun, for the lamb will be the light in it. Lord, we just thank you for that. And everything we look at this Christmas, let it draw us to you, whether it be the evergreen wreath for everlasting life and the circle, the circle of eternity and the lights that you are the light of the world and you will be the light in heaven and just the miraculousness of Jesus' birth and Lord, being born to a virgin and Elizabeth being old in her years and unable to conceive except by a miracle. And why you came. You came because you loved us. You came because you were giving your life to die for our sins. Thank you, Jesus, for these Christmas miracles. And help us really, truly, Lord, on purpose, just take everything that's ours in Christ, And live it and seize it and believe it and rejoice in it and bring that joy to others in the name of Jesus I pray Lord and I pray for our sisters parents and Pamela as they bring that gospel of the light of the glorious gospel and the faith of Jesus Christ to us and we can rejoice in that too Lord, show forth your glory and your majesty, and just let us warm us with your glow of your presence and your light and the weight of that glory manifested in our lives. And we wish you, Lord God, a happy birthday, and we celebrate it in Jesus' name, and we give you all the glory, Lord, and we just rejoice and exult in your holy name.
1: Amen.
5: Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you, Sister Loretta, for your beautiful Christmas prayer, praising the Lord our God during this holy season. Now, to all worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. We are similar to other organizations in the T.I. community in that we have financial needs to meet our goals. Please help us to continue ministering to all who are targeted. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. To make a contribution, you can go to our website, refugefromstormchurch.org, or you can contact us by email at mgrace321gmail.com, or contact Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant, at refugefromstorm at aol.com. Thank you so much. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song as we prepare to hear the Advent reading for this day. By uh Sister Jax, I believe.
0: Okay, thank you.
7: the ages and a song for this time, eat as well with our soul. Good evening. This is uh, Pastor Pamela Wilson, and I'm here with uh, Pastor Terrence, and we are uh, again honored to be
8: here with you. Uh, good evening, everybody. Merry Christmas and happy New Year. We wish you the greetings and tidings in the New Testament birth of our Lord Jesus Christ We're honored to be here and we thank Reverend Black for inviting us to be on today and uh, thank you very much to each and every person participating on this gathering of saints right now.
7: So this year we know that we've all gone through so much with what's going on with the health crisis and with all kinds of other things that are going on. Many people lost loved ones this year. Many people um, had to be isolated from loved ones and it's been a difficult year however for us as Christians we can always say these words it is well it is well for us because during this entire year we celebrated our Savior not just at Christmas time and uh, there's a song that we play a lot during this time of year and it's called don't save it all for Christmas days by the group called Avalon and that song says that don't wait to give gifts until Christmas. Don't wait to show love until Christmas. And God's greatest gift to us as, as human beings was the gift of His Son, His own. Son. And so we want to know that we celebrate our Lord every day. And the fact that we celebrate His gift, we don't even give each other presents for Christmas because we like to do wonderful things for each other. Gifts all year long we do give them to some of the little people in our family the smallest ones like nephews and nieces and things but for each other we bless each other so much during the year that this time of year we reflect on the lord but we also reflect on it every day so we don't very really seldom participate in very much as a commercial <laughs> part of it although we is everything okay on the audio Hi. is it okay it's
4: okay now but there was a lot of interference i don't know where it was coming from okay so
7: okay the
4: interference is starts start, uh is starting again when yeah it just started up again okay you suggest? Okay, Bob, is there anything you can do?
2: Um, we could ask
8: everyone to mute their lines if they're not speaking, um, please. Okay,
4: thank you. Okay, is that. Are we good? Okay, so we'll- yes. Yeah. It's, it's- for now,
7: okay. it sounds good.
8: Okay, so what I'm saying is. I mean, oh, okay. okay, so let
7: me go We want to make sure that we're um,
8: okay. disabling every. All right. Every thing. All right. Let's, let's stop and pray for a second because we know we had a problem the last time um, we had the service. So we're going to take authority over that spirit and the supernatural Now, we know that Satan has come to kill, kill, and destroy. Him. Jesus said, I come that you may have life and more abundantly. We, dis, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to dismantle, rebuke, and push back the enemy from trying to invade or come against the Word of God. You said the Bible said one send a 1,000, so it's in 10,000. As many people on here, that is the time so be set to flight. And we serve notice on you today that you better hope you get up tomorrow morning if you interfere with the Word of God coming forth, praising him and glorifying him. And I'm serving notice of you right now because it may cost you much more than you think. In
9: Jesus'
7: name, Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you, so, what we were saying was, this year has been an unusual year. We've lost family members. Many other people have. Lost people have been isolated from each other. Some people that we know, the older people, have been literally locked in as prisoners because the health crisis. And the reason why we chose that song it as well is because no matter what goes on for us as believers. We can always say it as well because we're always focusing on our Lord and Savior, the Jesus, Jesus the Christ. Be Christ. He is the Savior. He is the Christ. Christ means He is the one and only Anointed One, gift of God, and He is God's greatest gift. So as we're thinking about gifts, I was saying that we, Terrence and I, don't give each other a Christmas gift per se. We used to go out, travel and things like that. Of course, we're not doing that this year. But we give each other gifts all year, and that's the same way we should give our Lord our time, our attention, our focus. We do put up uh, Christmas lights like we have in our house. We put inside and out lights in and, and the season, but we do things in our home to honor Lord every day.
8: Uh, John 3.16 says, not only tells us the very first Christmas present ever, but it says, God, you know, everybody should know that verse. That is a very popular verse, John three sixteen, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That should be the one of the, like, uh, Psalms 23, the Lord of my shepherd. And uh, so God, the gift of Jesus forever, the gift of Jesus, it also assures me of god's love when jesus came from and god's purpose in sending him to us into the world so considering
7: his presence present to the world the holiday season is, is an opportunity just to reflect not only to reflect on how much god has given us but how much we need to give to each other now
8: that i want to say this too there are a lot of people put up very beautiful decorations i've seen it in extravagant areas from the small to the greatest, and then you ask yourself this, is that the only time they're giving time to God, besides that in Easter Sunday? Uh, That is a traditional thing to do, but what God required, and that is the relationship that God was displeased with Israel because he showed them love 365 days. It was not one day that God did not show Israel love, and we should also, but I ask myself, when they put up these trees, there's nothing wrong with that. Are we honoring him 365 days back in return? God wants that every day out of our lives. You'd be surprised. A, you could have the most beautiful tree in the world, but if you don't have a relationship mm-hmm. with God, mm-hmm. it means nothing. It's just a, it's just a formality a tradition. Mm-hmm. We want much more than that as Christians. And that is one of the things that displeased God with Israel is because God wanted to continuously show them love, but they wanted to only show God love when they needed him in a time of a crisis. And that's where we are right now in the world right now. Okay, go ahead.
7: Well, the gift of love, God's gift of love. So the word love itself, God is love. Love does not exist outside of God. He's the only source of love because God is love. That's 1 John 4.16. First John 4, 19 says that God first loved us. So it says we love because God loved first loved us. And of course, John 3.16 assures us of his gift to the world. Now when we think about this season, like we go in our in our neighborhood, um last year there weren't that many lights. This year there's a little more. But um there's a few that you know are acknowledging the Lord. And there's a subdivision of nearby here that we like to drive through. And you can drive down there, and two or three of them have these big, beautiful nativity scenes. And so I always love when I see those because I'm thinking the people that live in that house, they get it. They get what this is all about. They understand that this is about our Lord. And he gives us the, the gift of love, the gift of life. He gave us, the first of all, each one of us who were brought into this world.
5: He created us.
7: He gave us two kinds of gifts in life, physical life and spiritual life. So I'll talk about physical life first and then parents is going to elaborate on spiritual life. So when we first were conceived, there's, there's many scriptures that talk about how God knit us together. But when you were still in the womb, he said, he knew you when you were in the womb. He already had an assignment for you. Right. He already identified you. He already shaped you. He already created you as a physical life in the womb in the womb you're you're already a person to him
8: and okay and it says right here god's gift of life came with eternal benefits and promises that's first john 2 uh first john two twenty-five, and this is what we this is what he promised us eternal life that is in Christ Jesus. His glorious Christmas gift to the world has been eternal benefits to all, all who receive Jesus, written in 1 John 5, 11. Jesus has given us eternal life, and this life in, which is it, in his Son, Christ Jesus. Now, let me tell you one thing about God. He doesn't mind giving us tangible things, but he says also the eternal things are more important than the tangible things. Because the the tangible things will pass away, but the eternal things, God's love, God's salvation, God's new life, the way we walk with Christ, remember there is nothing that could be put on the tree to mm-hmm. replace Amen. the gift that what Amen. God gave us, a new life. Because you remember, when you go back to the book of Genesis, when Adam and Eve dropped the pecan, okay? Um, when God when they dropped the baton and fell out of the will of God and sin was born into the earth, God had to come up with a plan. The master, the master of the universe, the master of heaven and earth, Christ and God Himself, had to come up with a plan for the redemption of mankind. Had he would not have done that, we all know that the whole world would have been condemned to death. Mm-hmm. So Jesus said, I come that you may have life. I spared you. He spared all of us from the, uh, from the executioner, amen. And so God said, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly in spite of where you came from, in spite of what you've been going through. I come that you may have life. Now, it is by not, not by no coincidence that we were born in this generation. We're born for such a time as this it also tells us in Ephesians 1 tells us that Jesus, he has chosen us for him before the foundations of the world.
7: He's chosen us, Amen. and he's called us, and he's appointed us to do things in this earth to glorify him. It's to glorify him. Amen. That's why we exist. And, you know, we look at some of the. Uh, I, I like when uh, Sister, um, the sister that was praying and, and talking about all the different wonderful Christmas shows, and if you look at all the sitcoms, All of them, even we we liked watching a lot of really really old sitcoms like I Love Lucy and just you know Father Knows Best and things like that. Well, when you look at old sitcoms, even all the way up into maybe the 70s and 80s, people were not afraid or ashamed to sing a a Christ-based Christmas carol. I mean, they sang Silent Night, which is about Jesus. They sang Old Holy Night, which is about Jesus. They sang Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which is about Jesus. On older sitcoms but watch what you see on newer sitcoms. You do not see Jesus theme songs. You might hear um, uh, Sling Bells Ring. Oh, you listen, I forgot the name of that song. You might hear the secular Christian, uh, Christmas songs or holiday songs, I guess you want to call them. You don't hear the Christmas songs, Christ songs. And then when you look at, even right like now when I hear see old sitcoms, we always laugh and say, they wouldn't say that these days, like there was some old sitcoms And the young man on the show was saying how he received Jesus as his Savior during the the church service. This is like a secular sitcom. He went to church. He was kind of a goofy type of kid. And he said, you know what? I received the Lord in my heart while y'all were singing this morning. I thought, wow, it had to be in the 70s or 80s because they wouldn't say that these days. This is where we have come right now. We have come to a point where. Nativity scenes are being taken down from different uh, town squares that had been there for decades and decades. You know, the cross, even when I was, I grew up in a secular environment. I went to a military, uh, looked on a military base for part of the time. And then we came back, but we went to public school. We didn't go to Christian schools or anything. We went to a public school. And in a public school, we learned how to sing Silent Night, The Drummer Boy. We sang all those songs in the school, in a public school. We saying that they would have the little words up on the board so that you would know how to sing everything. That's where we learned those things. I mean, not that we didn't learn them in church, too, because we would, we did go to church. But what my point I'm making is Christ was very welcome in public schools way back when. The Christian, the Christmas uh, carols, candy canes. You can't give out candy canes anymore because candy canes, I didn't know. I thought they were just candy. They're representative of Christ. So, if somebody brings a candy cane to school to give out for a gift or a teacher brings one or something, it's not allowed. So we have to continue to know where we are, celebrate our Savior, but not stop at the end of December and then just put away all our little Christmas trees. And, and, and of course, we're, we're not going to do that. But we need to continue to, to be, represent
8: Christ. Okay, so the three gifts, some of the gifts, these are some of the gifts that we got under the tree. So unwrap one of the first gifts. And Titus 2, 3, 4, and 5 describes the kindness, the love of God, our Savior, appearing for washing away of sin, as first John 14 states, He loved us and sent us His Son as He atoning sacrifice for our sins. No matter what sin. Have been committed, God is willing to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Through God, uh, Christ's gift, sin is washed away. Now, that is a wonderful thing to know that he carried my sins far away. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I know he had to carry my sins far away because I was in a bad place one time in my life when I got saved. And I tell you what, it wasn't a good place, but I tell you one thing, I thank God that he became the Lord and Savior of my life. Because I needed a Savior. And even though I grew up in a church, I was away from a church for a while. And I came back, and I just thank God for a new life in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, so go the next gift. the next
7: gift is the gift of salvation. So, of course, we already know that Jesus died for us. As a matter of fact, that's the name of our ministry. Jesus Christ died for us. Right. And in Matthew 121, it tells the story of an angel coming to Joseph stating she, Mary, will give birth to a son and you are to give them, him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Salvation is a good and it pleases God because he wants all to come to the knowledge of truth. There's a scripture that says he wants none to perish, but to all to come to repentance. And in this scripture, uh, 1 Timothy 2 and 3, says he wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. As Romans 10, 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved.
8: Yeah. Amen. Okay. So we're talking about the uh, first gift. What was the first gift we were talking about? The first gift we were talking the about, uh, the gift of love, a, spirit, a spiritual, I mean, physical life, and then a spiritual life. The second one was the gift of purity, and the third one was the gift of salvation. Now let's go to the fourth one right now. Okay. The gift
7: of living in love, living in a loving way. God's gift enables us to love one another. First Thessalonians 4 9 states through God's example of loving us, we are taught how to love each other. God urges us in his word to be devoted to one another in love, and that's in Romans twelve and ten. We can know about God every day because we 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 are in him. In Jesus Christ. He is in us and we are in him. And we live in love. In first John four sixteen says that. That we can know that God is in us because he has manifested himself to us and every one of us on this line that is born again you know when you were born again we weren't always saved and i and i can always tell when somebody i I wanted how to pray for folks because if they say well i've always been a christian i didn't come to I i didn't have to be i heard somebody even say this i didn't have to be born again because i got it right the first time and i thought wow really then Jesus told a lie then because he came because we didn't get it right. None of us, not one got it right. God came here for us. He gave his son for us. In the Christmas season, when we think about how humbly he came into this world, he was a little baby. And, and I guess it was a night like this,
9: right? You think well, it was, it was cold a cold very morning? cold night. It mm-hmm. was around one of the coldest
8: times because because when it's very cold, you look up at the sky. If it's not cloudy, you can see the stars right. sparkling. So the, they knew it was that time. And yeah, that's why they settled on uh, Christmas Day, the 25th. Which I don't we don't know exactly if that's exactly the day. It was the day that the church settled on that day to celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. But we knew the season was cold. But that really doesn't really that's not the significance of Christ, the birthday, is the life that he gave us after he was born. Mm-hmm. You you see what I'm saying? The birthday is good, but Jesus said, Follow me and I'll make you fishes of men. And then he wants us to be that breathing life. You know, it's just like the first time. Stop and think about this the day that you came out when you were born that day you came out a we all came out attached to the available cord and when we came out we breathed that first breath of life in a physical world you see what i'm saying and god was loving us and looking down and smiling and putting us in the race that paul describes the race that we run he said we should run this life and when he put us in this life and he said life in the womb, he also produced future teachers, preachers, prophets, ministers, soul winners, people to praise, exalters, inaccessory prayer warriors, and life starts in the womb. I don't care what the people say in Washington, life starts in the womb with kids. All those kids have a purpose that God has mandated on Mm -hmm. their life. And I'm sorry to say that I don't always agree with the politics because the problem is it was once upon a time the church and the state was one. Now that we got so political correct, now that it's become subdivided, and sometimes I have a hard time with saying God bless America, but we can't be like Israel saying God bless us, but we've taken Him out of the schools and everything else. You can't have it both ways. He's he's gonna you know, like 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 Elijah said you're either going to follow the God of Israel or you're going to follow the God of Baal. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's what he told them when it came to the confusion, because there was so much fake news being put out there by the false prophets of Baal, they were confusing the people, and they were in confusion. But he said, if you, if you follow God, then let God be God. Mm-hmm. Do not sway between two opinions. Mm-hmm. But he said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Let me tell you something. The greatest thing God did in, your, in our lives is that he gave he gave us Christ when Jesus came into the world he didn't he was I don't think he was the first one shouting Hallelujah I'm gonna be crucified 33 years later now we know that Jesus only lived 33 years you have to go back in the Old Hebrew Bible and it gives you more detail about his life like John wrote okay but it does tell us the significance and the importance of Jesus his life, it was to do the will of God. He never came here to get comfortable, to live this happy, everlasting life that they show on TV. He didn't come here to get rich. He didn't come here to be safe. He came here to do the will of his father. Mm -hmm. And then when they came to Jesus, they said, your brothers and your mother are waiting for you, Jesus. He Mm -hmm. said, who is my brother or my mother? He said, the one that do the will of my father. That is my brother. That is my brother. Not, he said, I know I got what relatives, but sometimes they get on your nerves. But he said, if I could find some folks who hunger and thirst after me, the Bible said, blessed is he that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And, you know, we should be hungry after all the good things that God has done in our lives. We should, of course, we've had some ups and downs. Now, Jesus told us this. Even though he put us in the race that Paul described, he said, in this world, you're going to have trials and tribulations. But he said, behold, you are going to be an overcomer of everything because look at me. When I got off the cross and I came back and I revealed myself in the book of John, I showed myself to four or 500 people that I overcame every evil work that was thrown against me. Mm-hmm. And the Bible said they saw him make the ascension into heaven. And it was they were amazed. How could somebody be beaten all night long, come back three days later with all power and glory? God raised them up. Mm-hmm. But I want you to remember the word Advent. Let's add that with this too. Advent is recall reflecting, reflecting on the life that God has started through us. Mm-hmm. To reflect, think about the first time you got saved. You were on fire, and God wants us to rekindle that fire or add to the fire. Put another log into the fire right now. Be like Jeremiah, fire shut up in my bones. The Bible say Cry out loud because the days are evil. We're in evil times right now. You see, all this stuff with, with this unrest, this is nothing that just happened. This was already foretold it was going to happen. So we just have to be at the feet of the cross, knowing that Jesus loves us and he's not going to abandon it. He's never going to leave us, even though some of us may leave him. But I'm telling you, Jesus loved you with an agape, a agape love that is unconditional, but he does call us to live a life of holiness, mm-hmm. in Jesus' name.
7: And when we think about the Advent season, too, you can't help but think back and when his earthly, deathful mother, Mary, the vessel that he was brought to. Mm. How, when she first found out she was a child, Mm
5: -hmm.
7: how she must have felt and how she must have felt that she was going to be ostracized, she could have been stoned, she could have been sent out of the village and, you know, she just had to have faith and she had to say, be it under me. But here's here's the funny thing when you think about somebody in that same situation today that they might think of their own well-being more than an unborn child and say, well, this is not a child yet because I got to go to college soon, or I've got a scholarship to MIT or something like that. And so if they, if Mary had taken the contemporary view of Mm -hmm. what it means to have an unplanned uh, conception, which certainly was unplanned for her, she would have completely, we would have all just been doomed. So we have to remember that that we don't know what those unborn people will turn out to be no. and remember
8: those. And think about this also, too. Elizabeth, her cousin, was much older than she was. Mary was least a virgin at young age of childbearing, but Elizabeth was much older. She was up there close to almost Sarah's age when she had John the Baptist, and she had been barren for quite quite some time. But I thank God that both of them said, "Be it unto me according to thy will. It is no longer I live, but it is Christ in us, the hope of glory. And you know, the one thing I think about this, I had some I've had some uh, tragedy in my family it happened two days before Christmas. I'm not gonna get into that because that's a long testimony. But the one thing I do want to say, I don't worship Mary, and I have a problem sometimes with some of the religions doing that, but I respect her as a great woman of God, like my wife is, the other women on this line are, and I respect her that she was willing to be the main servant of the Lord. The one thing I want to share this with you, too, I I was unaware to me, surprising to me and my wife. Um, we spent about two weeks in Eastern Europe, and we went throughout Turkey on the footsteps of Paul tour. We were supposed to go to Israel, and they had some kind of falling out with Palestine, that they had closed the border. So we changed our trip and went to Turkey. When we got, when we got to one of the towns over there, the bus the guy told us that we were going to, he had a surprise. I said, Well, sir, what is it? I'd like to know what it is. He took us to the house where Mary lived at after Jesus, the house that Mary, the mother of Jesus, lived. And you notice that after Jesus was crucified, he said, John, behold your mother. He said, Mary, behold your son. After he said that, the Bible don't mention Mary no more because she was taken by the disciples, somebody told us, in Turkey. She was taken out of Jerusalem to Turkey the to keep her because it was very dangerous for the Christians at that time.
5: Mm-hmm. So they,
8: they figured so with them so now they were gonna kill Jesus and his whole family, but they were able to get them out of the city. And so they took Mary to Turkey. And there's a house there. We went in the house. It was like mm-hmm. the size of a garage. Mm-hmm. And it's owned today and it's owned the ownership of the Roman Catholic Church that I was surprised. I did not have no idea this was on the tour. But we walked in the same house. I was like, Lord, if we were to come to visit your mother, why don't you have some tea or why do you have some snacks or something sort kind of our derbs? We could have sat down and ate a little while, rest a little like some old folks said. But it was unbelievable. The house was over three it was over two thousand years old. And it was a house what was the size of a two cars oh, yeah, a yeah. And when we walked, I was just amazed, but the Roman the Catholic Church purchased the house. They renovated it several times, and we went in there and just said, oh, my Lord, this is the man. And then what if she would have told God, no, I'm not doing this, Lord. I'm going to go and live my life Forget this. Then God would have to pick somebody else, but thank God that she said, be it unto me. I know it's hard, church. I know we are all in this struggle, in this race. But let whatever God tells us to do, let's just say, Lord, be it unto me according to your will. And let's throw up that surrender flag when our flags get in there. Let's throw up that white flag and say, Lord, I surrender all to you. Remember, we made that promise to him a long time ago, and I know we forgot, but I'll refresh our mind. We say, I... Surrender all, oh I surrender all, all to Jesus, bless Savior. I surrender. God bless you. Y'all have a blessed, wonderful Christmas. Let's give our Savior some more praise and some more glory and some new testimonies. May the Lord be with you and the Lord keep you. And that's all I have to say today. Thank you, Thank you again
7: for fellowshipping and, and including us in this wonderful fellowship. Amen. And we know that we're gonna all of us are gonna have our Lord on our minds.
8: Amen. And
7: we're gonna we're gonna proclaim his name. Oh, can you just go to one thing about proclaiming?
8: Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is the time. This is the time. Thank you for saying that, Bob. We need to proclaim. Paul says that we must witness with urgency. It's like if somebody was going around and you knew somebody was coming into town, or you know, just like what I, I do a lot of research on history. And um, Paul Revere, am I correct? But, um, Paul Revere in Boston. We went by there. We were We showed the house. He was he ran for the town saying. The Red Coats are coming, the Red Coats are coming, so that the, 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 the Continental Army at that time, the US Continental Army, uh under Washington would be they would have to get up, put on their uniforms and put on their hats, all that stuff. And he went through that whole village from village saying the red coats are coming, and what he was saying is that get ready, the enemy is coming. Mm-hmm. So we must proclaim Christ right now because our the Bible said the times are short mm-hmm. and the days are evil mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Today, I was watching Turner Movie Classics. And I looked at all these famous people that had died. You know, when you watch some of the movies, I don't watch all of the Some of them, I like the old classic movies. I stay away from the new ones. I don't like a lot of the new movies. Too much the negative things on it that's not pleasing to God. But I looked at all these famous people, just caught a glance of them for about five minutes. They were short. At the end of the year, they show all the people they mem- they're, they're remembering that they died this year. And when I think about all these people, I just said to myself, I hope they had Jesus. It's nice to have your picture in life, but I hope you had Jesus. Because let me tell you something that I found out a long time ago: you can have all the money in the world. You hear what I'm saying? I I I know people that were so rich they had more money they could spend in one lifetime, but it didn't do no good for them. You can have you can have all the money that they, they could bring all the money from Fort Knox and put it in your house. They big can print out all the money for the Federal Reserve to break your house, and you could be richer than the man that own Amazon. You could be richer than Bill Gates, all Warren Buffett. I I read about all these billionaires, but I said to myself when they put them, and I tell people this all the time, when they put job, they they proclaim because I studied finance and economics and entrepreneurial stuff like that. I said that and. What I realized, when I look back in the history books of the ingenuity and the economic power of the United States, when God blessed this country, over the, the real turning point was the 19th century, right before the World War One. Well, they proclaimed that 1939, there was a man called John D. Rockefeller Sr. was the first world billionaire in the world, they believe, allegedly. But let me show you this right now. God's greatest gift of love was Jesus Christ. But what they did, they put him in a nice suit, a nice casket, and all. Oh, when, when he went before God, that didn't mean anything. What he had here didn't mean nothing to God. The only thing, the only thing that can save the richest man in the world or to the poorest man in the world is that you have your greatest gift from God, and that is the life that Jesus offered you. I'm not saying you're going to go to hell because you're rich. I'm saying you'll go to hell because you don't have Jesus Christ. That's what I'm saying. And so then you got all these people going around here proclaiming lies. This is another I almost forgot this. I'm glad you brought that up to me now. Is that if you have don't believe what people go around saying there are other ways to God? No, there's no other way but through Jesus Christ, our Lord Savior, Mary's baby. There's no other way. Otherwise, the birth of Christ is nothing but a fraud, if that's a lie, and God cannot lie. So somebody's lying, and it ain't coming from God, because he has never told a lie. So that means a lie is being circulated again from the pits of hell. So be careful the tricks of the enemy. There is no, I don't care if the person was ex-president, like was it a hollowist, socialist, it does not matter. Only what matters is what God says is matters. People lie because they want people to feel good in their sin. And say, oh, there's other ways to God. Sure, He loves us, and He and He, you know, we don't, we do not neglect Christ. We accept it. But the world has decided they're going to put a new mandate on God. If you don't do that, you know, that's what pride people do. They think that they can mandate how you are going to go to heaven. Don't work like that. Let's stick to the old time religion. That's good enough for me. Amen. And I don't want nobody to tell them, when I hear somebody say that, you know that they're telling a lie. There's no other way but through Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says he was the first fruits of the one that got up from the grave. There was no mention of a man ever or woman ever being brought back from the dead until Christ was. Amen. All right. So now, until Christ, oh, sorry about that. No, I'm going to said that. Lazarus was raised up by Christ, so I'll repeat it. But until the time of Christ. There was nobody mentioned coming back from the grave because called, Christ called Lazarus back from the grave. Sorry, I made a mistake by saying that. But I'm just telling you the only way to God is from that disconnection that started with Adam, Eve, in the Garden of Eden is through Christ Jesus. And when we get before God, when we leave this body, and we are absent out of this body and present of the Lord, we are going to be in the presence of Almighty God. And here's about here's about these these foolish, silly people and these atheists. And then when they go, they, they want, I don't believe the Bible says they're corrupt. Just even thinking that way. They're corrupt. I I'm I, I do not know about them. I need him in my life. I need him. Because without him, I, my, my soul won't drift. But I need him because he restored my soul. He gave me life. He brought us all back. Lazarus is not the only one that he brought back from the grave. But we should be professing Christ every time we get a chance. And the Bible said, blessed is he who is not ashamed of me. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, Paul says. But he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Hey, He said, I have proclaimed. Look at Paul. He he gave up status. He gave up position. He was an official, more excelling than his, his companions. But he says, I will proclaim Christ. Look at Peter, look at Paul, look at Jude, look at look at Stephen that lost his life, proclaiming Christ was stone. And Saul was the one that gave the permission to stone him. But he said, you know what, be done to me, O Lord. Think about, think about, think about Peter when he was on the road to Damascus in Acts. And he, he knocked off that horse. What happened was God transformed them. That's all it really was. It was transformation. He went from serving darkness
5: to the light of the world.
8: Look about that. When he was on that horse, he was going down there to get some Christians to mock them. And he was going, he was going to throw them in bondage and ridicule them into the mass. Because when you walked in front of your conqueror's horse, you was ridiculed. When you went, that means he was above you. So I'm pretty sure Paul had his big old five uh, stallion horse. He had his big old Clyde style, you know, big old buttweiser horses. He was sitting on and said, I'm the
9: king of kings.
8: And Jesus said, now no, no, I'm not going to sit on that. I'm going to go there to myself and give them a visitation. So when he knocked him off that horse, all that, all that pride and arrogance that Eric, he had, the ego was gone. He got up off that horse because he saw himself on the ground and he couldn't see. He looked up and he said, Lord, what would you have me to do? Because he realized it was somebody much greater than Caesar who was talking to. And it wasn't Caesar. Amen. But he said, be it unto me, what would you have me to do? Brothers and sisters, I'm telling this right now, what what time, like this, confess Christ before men. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my father who is in heaven, but whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my father also who is in heaven. Let me tell you something. You ain't got nothing, anything. Don't ever be ashamed of Jesus. If anything, be like the shepherds. Go tell it. When they went to see, they said, let us go and see if this thing has come to pass. When they went on the country, I didn't mean to go to stuff. but hold on. I'm getting here to get stirred up, but i gotta, I got to caution time now because I know we got to wrap this up. When they went, they were so excited. Here was shepherds in the field watching over their flocks. The Bible said when they saw the glimpse of Jesus, they were so filled up with the glory of God, they could not even go to sleep that night. They went and told it all over the mountains in every village. The Messiah is born. The Savior is born. The rich men, the three wise men said, we got all this money, but we got nothing unless we have the son of man. They came from great distances with difficulties, coming from far places, and they laid frankincense and gold and myrrh in his feet because they realized God had made his promise that he had made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and now prophet Isaiah who prophesied first that Christ would be born the redeemer of the world. That's in Isaiah. Look at chapter nine. He probably Isaiah prophesied nine hundred years before the birth of Christ. And then when it came to fruition, he they knew that God had kept His promise, and so that He come in the world at that time. He will also come again I, at that it. time to get up. And that is the bride. The Bible yeah. says it's like the groom excited about seeing the bride coming back, for the bride is coming to get the groom. And when he come back, the Bible says in Revelation chapter four, when, oh, I'm, I'm going a little Forgive me, y'all. He said the revelation will come up here because I'm going to save you for the hour of destruction to come. Now y'all know if you ain't caught up to meet him in that air and revelation, you're going to be here for seven years. And you talk about being 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 spied on or you or being picked on, you're going to have a whole legion of demons that here. Look what the world is in right now. It's chaos right now. It is chaos right now. Can you imagine right now? You got some of the richest people in the world can't even travel right now. Amen. Everything is like the, it's like the earth has stopped spinning on its axis. I mean, it's unbelievable what happened this year. So I'm telling you, do not, the world reject Christ. Let us accept Christ and let us proclaim Christ because he is God's greatest gift. If I, if right now, if the Queen of England, let's just say right now, she came and bought you the you know, oh Lord God, she bought me this, bought me that. God said I could do way more, exceedingly abundantly. And that's why he said, Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. What God has in store for those who love him, this is only a life dress preparing for the next life, the eternal life. Do you know that we can't even live past 120 years? Look at the book of Genesis, with God limited man and woman's lives to 120 years because that generation was wicked. And God said, I got to shorten the years because they'll keep falling back into sin. But He says, How no matter how many years we got, let us proclaim Him and profess Him until we take our last breath. And I'll, unless and you agree with that, say, Amen. Jesus is coming. Amen
4: be the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Lord. got you you Amen. 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 Thank you, Pam and Terrence, for your very spirit-filled message, celebrating the love of God for us this Christmas season. And thank you for reminding us of how Mary, the mother of God, submitted her will completely to the Father. And thank you for that story about visiting Mary's house. Prayerfully, those of us who want to visit it will get the opportunity one day to do so. Praise God. Let us listen to a praise and worship song celebrating that beautiful message, it will be followed by the Advent reading, which will be offered today by Sister Jack.
9: The keeper's door. It was for this a child was born to save a world so cold and hollow. The sleeping town they did not know that lying in a manger, low, a Savior King who had no. sorrow. Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart for God to write you?
2: Sister Jacks. Yes.
0: Okay. Um, This is the fourth Advent reading. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. The cords of death, uh, the cords of shale, entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From His temple, He heard my voice, and my cry to Him reached His ears then the earth reeled and rocked the foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked because he was angry smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth glowing coals flamed forth from him he bowed the heavens and came down thick darkness was under his feet he rode on a cherub and flew He came swiftly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering around him, his canopy thick clouds with dark, I'm sorry, thick clouds dark with water. Out of the brightness before him, there broke through his clouds hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered his voice. And he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He flashed forth lightnings and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen and the foundations of the world were laid bare at your rebuke. O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils, he reached down from on high. He took me. He drew me out of mighty waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He recompensed me. The paradox of this incarnation never ceases to amaze me. The image we carry at this time of year of God with us is of the babe in the manger, tiny, helpless, completely dependent as any infant is. The image of Jesus as our Redeemer is of him meekly hanging on a cross in our place. These are valid images of God with us. Yet from Psalm 18, we get a totally different image of God. The psalmist labels him a rock and a fortress, a deliverer and a refuge, a shield and stronghold. When he pictures God as coming to his defense, he says, then the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked. The psalmist continues to to describe how God saved him from his distress and delivered him from his enemy. He affirms the reason for his redemption by saying, He delivered me because he delighted in me. God saved him because he loved him. That is the very reason he came to us at Christmas as a baby and died on the cross for our sins. We know the proclamation in John 3.16 For God so loved the world, it resolves any paradox we might see. All that God has done and is doing is because because God loves us. God is great enough, powerful enough, resourceful enough to come to us in whatever way is needed to reach us and redeem us. Because the God of the universe, the one of power and might, loves us. Let us pray. All powerful God, we are humbled by the ways you use to express your love for us. Help us to see them with fresh eyes this Advent season. Come to us as you know we need you to. Amen. Amen. Thank
4: you, Sister John. Amen. We thank all of you who are worshiping with us. Today, on the phone or on the internet, we invite you to discipleship and offer a prayer of salvation. We pray that you've received all the blessings that God has given you during this service. The Bible reveals that God has a plan for every life, and that if we live in constant fellowship with Him, He will direct and lead us in the fulfillment of this plan. You cannot know the will of God for your life unless you first come to the cross. Confess that you are a sinner and receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Once you do come to him, you begin a whole new life, a life lived not for yourself, but for Christ. From that moment on, God wants to show you his will. Whatever decisions you face today, commit them to God and ask him to guide you, and he will. If you would like to ask Jesus into your life today, please say this prayer after me. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm not where I want to be in my walk with you, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from the Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. Start reading the Bible. Email us at adminrefugefromthestormchurch.org to become a member of for prayer, or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible, please see the, our newsletter for suggestions For other suggestions on using devotional readings. If you're not receiving our newsletter, go to RefugeFromStorm at AOL.com to request that your email address be put on the list. Thank you. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song, closing our, the closing worship praise and worship song, not closing the service. Final remarks and the benediction will be offered by our pastor, Reverend Nelson Black. Pastor Milfout, are you there? Pastor Milfout?
2: Good evening. God bless everyone for your presence with us this this afternoon and evening. I um, had some technical difficulty just at the time that it was my turn to speak. I want to uh, say thank you to each of the participants in our service this day. Uh, The ministry team has done a stellar job at sharing with us about the Advent season, and the Wilsons have done a great job in talking to us about the many benefits of this season. I want to um, invite each of you to be with us on this coming Thursday night for our candlelight service, Christmas candlelight service. Uh, Sister Cheryl Miller-Harvey has done a great, great Uh, job in undertaking the organization of our candlelight service and it's going to bless you beyond compare. So I do invite you to join us. Now on Thursday evening the service is going to start early though. We're going to be starting I believe at six o'clock eastern time so that those of you who spend Christmas Eve with your family would still be able to do so. Sister Gloria has already asked that you would bring a candle, be it uh, battery-operated, electric, or one that you would light, um, so that at the same time, we can all light our candles in honor of the Christ child. I also want to... um, i tell you that on next week, we will resume our regular schedules of activities on uh, next Wednesday morning. So let me let me let me back up on Wednesday morning, Wednesday, Thursday morning. Uh, we will be having prayer on Wednesday morning and on Friday morning. Wednesday and Thursday morning, but not on Friday morning, um, And our usual time of 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then we will be back on next Saturday for our regular East of uh, Easter. I'm gonna. How many months have I fast forwarded on our regular Saturday service next Saturday? I pray that for those of you who do not join us for our um, Christmas Eve candle lighting service, that your Christmas will be one that will be beyond compare for the ones that you have had previously. I do understand that because of the positions that we are forced into, that it's difficult to enjoy our families, it's difficult to enjoy the season, but I just want to encourage you to keep your mind on Jesus. Play gospel music, Christmas music in your home. You know, the enemy doesn't like Christmas. You know why he doesn't like Christmas? Because that was the beginning of the end of his hold on humanity. Right now, they think they have it again, but I can assure you that God will not be mocked. So during this Christmas season, I just encourage each of you. And it is my sincere prayer that you will be able to experience the joy of Christmas once again, that hope will arise again in your heart, that we can be free even from satellite surveillance and privacy invasion and all of the other uh, weapons of the warfare of the adversary and know the love of God. That truly, truly, truly surpasses knowledge. After the service uh, has been dismissed, we will have our prayer time. So those of you who desire prayer, feel free to stay on the call. We'll be happy to pray with you. And if anyone did pray the prayer to ask Jesus into your heart so that you might become a member of the family of God, please stay on the call so that we can pray with you further about the decision that you've made. Also, want to remind those of you who have not yet made a commitment to Refuge from the Storm Church, we have a way by which you can become an associate member. Even if you have a local membership, uh, by being a member of Refuge from the Storm Church, you can participate in the ministry team activities and in our weekly services. So, we do want your participation, we want you to join us in carrying out the tasks that are necessary for refuge from the storm church to give honor and glory to our most high God. Again, after the benediction, we will give uh, have our time of prayer. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for each person that is this afternoon, we thank you, oh God, so very much for lending us, Pastor, Ter- Pastor Terrence and and uh, Pastor Pamela. God, we thank you for the service that they give to the kingdom of God, not just to referees from the Storm Church, but also, God, to the elderly father. That's population of people who is so easy to push to the side and say they don't matter. But God, I thank you for the ministry, for the tenderness and the loving. Kindness, oh God, that pastors offer to the elderly, oh God, in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Father, we pray that you will bless their business, bless their ministry, cause everything that they set their hands to to prosper, O oh God. I pray, Lord, that you will give them renown throughout the, the city of Atlanta and around the world, O oh God, as servants of you, the Most High, O oh God, in a stellar way. We thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, for all of the ways, oh, God, that you have provided for us throughout this year, Lord. Here we are down to almost the end of another year, God, and you have kept us. You have held us, oh, God. You have healed us. You have delivered us, Father God. And for all of those many blessings, we say thank you. God, you have provided food and water and clothing and shelter, and we give you thanks even for that. And more than anything, God, you provided a way by which we could come together and worship you. You have provided a way, oh God, by which we could find ourselves into the hollow of your arms, oh God. Knowing in whom we believe and believing like Abraham that what you have promised, you are also able to perform. And so, God, we thank you tonight for the promise of of freedom in Christ Jesus. We thank you tonight, oh God, for the promise of eternal life to those who dedicate their lives to Jesus and invite him into their hearts. And we thank you, O God, for the promise that you would be with us always, even until the end of the age. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.